From somewhere in the Welsh countryside, this is the Finders Keepers radio show. Around the world, Finders Keepers radio show. Number six. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Finders Keepers Radio Show. I'm Pete Mitchell. We have Andy Botel. Hello. Nice to be seeing you. Be seeing you too. <laughs> and be seeing you, Dougie Shipton. Have you packed your wellies, Pete? I don't need wellies, Dougie. I have my number six blazer. There you go. So well, here we are, one year on. It's uh, flown by. We're talking about festival number six again, and we're back for another two days of jam-packed fun and entertainment. We've got a lot to talk about. We've got a lot Port to talk Merriam. about. Port Merion. First time I ever went last year. It was an amazing experience. Oh, for yeah. Do you remember? The first time you ever went, wasn't And I can't it? stop going there now, so I'm really looking forward to it again. Wow. Uh, in fact, I, I went when the festival closed down and went back for a day uh, and a quiet day there, and we had a lovely walk around and a bottle of wine and stuff. It was magnificent. Picking up litter. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what yeah. you did? Yeah, <laughs> like one of the Wombles of Wimbledon Common, of course. <laughs> Oh, lovely, lovely. So we've lots to talk about. A lot of exciting stuff over the festival number six uh, weekend. Our uh, finders keepers tent. This is probably the bus- one of the busiest weeks of the year. Trying uh, try to sort out two stages. Yeah. You know, we've got the the unmutual stage, mm-hmm. five years strong, right. and the speed learn stage, which yeah, we is had our a cinematic tent. Had a very in depth planning meeting in our local cafe. Sausage we did. sandwich and a latte, didn't we? Got yeah. it all sorted out. Yeah, yeah. And we've got a lot to do, a lot to talk about. Going to be a, an action packed weekend. We're going to take you by the hand and lead you through some uh, wondrous and uh, exclusive performances and spoken word and a lot of things going on in our tents Friday and the Saturday at Port Marion. I think I think this this mm. is a, 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 an audio pamphlet of exactly what's going on. We yeah, can be yeah. the tour. We, we are we tour guides. We are for for the for the purpose of this show. We are the tour guides of uh, Festival Number Six. We really don't want people who are coming down to Port Marion to miss out on the Finders Keepers. No, stuff. no, no. So so we're going to talk you through, and there'll be a lot of stuff as as is the way with Finders Keepers yes. that you might not have heard before, mm. which we'd like to introduce you to. I mean, there's library music, and there's a whole world of library music that I'd like you to explore. Yeah. There's cinematic stuff going on. There's stuff to do with Doctor Who and Delia Derbyshire. And then a, a whole load of sort of great modern psych bands. All wrapped up by the uh, Finders Keepers Radio Roadshow. Yeah, the, the Finders Keepers Radio like Roadshow. Going show. back to Dave Lee Travis and the Radio One Day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, throwing yeah. T-shirts into the crowd. And, <laughs> beach balls. Don't yeah. be at the beach balls. Exactly. Yeah, 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 indeed. Yeah. So yeah, Out of, uh, all of which Pete is a dab hand. Careful, Votel. Let's go straight in with the freak show. We have the first ever live concert by Jerry and the Holograms the imaginary band from post-punk Mancunia, who at Finders Keepers were about to release their debut album, which right. is a load of unreleased tracks. People might well know them from sitars in their eyes. Indeed. And, and the track Jerry and the Hologram. So why don't we uh, play a, a track by them to start off with and get us in the mood? Let's do it now. From somewhere in the Welsh countryside, this is the Finders Keepers radio show.
Very exciting to be back at Festival Number 6. This is the Finest Keepers Radio Show, Jerry and the Holograms. You put out one of those records for Record Store Day. Yeah, we put uh, The Emperor's New Clothes, mm. or The Emperor's New Music, as it were, uh, a conceptual record with okay. no music on yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. But that was um, a, an unreleased demo by them that we've recently compiled onto, their, onto what is their debut album. Appearing live for the first time ever at Port Merion, Festival Number 6, on right. the Saturday on the Unmutual stage. Uh, so the members of, um, of Jerry and the holograms as well might be appearing in in metal helmets over the course of the weekend. Oh, okay. Uh, hopefully, we'll get back involved in our uh, so they, our, our usual game show frolics. Shrouded in, myst- in, in, in mystery. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Did one record for the Absurd label in the, in the late seventies as a reaction. Tosh Ryan's was that? Or, yeah, yeah. We've, yeah. we've mentioned. We talked it. about this before yeah, with John yeah. Cooper Clark. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was they. Very exciting weekend. There's a lot going on, but that's not the only uh, reformation happening over the week. Weekend, is it? Oh no, no. We've Can got... you reveal a little bit more, please? Yeah, well, as as with Finders Keepers, you know, we've got a mixture of old bands and new bands. So Jerry right. and the Holograms, like I say, they they from the seventies. We've also got a Krautrock legend, Mr. Malcolm Mooney wow. himself. You know, so yeah. he'll, he'll be coming to play the the music of Can, specifically the album Monster Movie in its entirety. So that's an incredible thing. And then we've got um, new bands like the Wolf People and uh, Cobalt Chapel and Sundowners. And uh, I mean, we'll speak to all these people. But but we've also got a great cinema thing happening as well, so we can talk about that too. I think it's it, it, it's it's commonplace to, to to throw you in at the deep end mm. with something you might never have heard before. Um, was a good thing. A good friend of the show, Matt Berry, you know his uh, his live outfit, the Maypoles, yep. yep. has a, an amazing singer called Cecilia Farge, and she's spoke like, about in the past, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, she's made some incredible short short films, which you can see on YouTube, which are very much in the vein of uh, of that same blend of amazing observational humour and yeah. uh, slightly comedy. warped. Yeah, yeah, all warped. Yeah, yeah, she also makes brilliant records because she's a multi instrumentalist, good right. talent all round, and her new project. Cobalt Chapel, recorded in Sheffield. Good, so it was a good thing. With her good friend Jarrett, will make their festival debut at Festival Number Six. See? Um, Please come in and join uh, us. Yeah, I mean, a wonderful sort of blend of, uh, of psychedelic music and um, almost like a modern day Vertigo band. Right. Hopefully, this record will um, will find its place in a thick gatefold Germanic looking sleeve in, oh. in, in months to come. I'm but there. to see them live at Festival Number Six, opening the Finders Keepers. Unmutual stage at the Clough Tent on, on Saturday. Yeah. Yes, this is Cobalt Chapel.
This is the Finders Keepers radio show. Festival number six preview. Number
This is the Finest Keepers radio show from somewhere in the English countryside, talking about and uh, giving you an experience of uh, Port Merion and the uh, festival number six. A lot of uh, electronic music around, you know, the likes of Delia Derbyshire and Susan Chiani, and before that, Cobalt Chapel. So we've got it all going on, the girls and synthesizers. It's always a good thing for me. Yeah, yeah, well, I agree, yeah. And Jane Weaver as well, of doing course, a uh, Fenella Fenella. Project. What I mean, is Fenella, by the way? Quick. Fenella, Fenella, well, I think it's based on Fenella Fielding, but Jane's oh, new right. project which uh, involves some Hungarian animation. We'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah, lots to yeah. talk about. Yeah, yeah we were just talking about, talk about the, about. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Susan Charney and Delia Derbyshire there. Yeah, I think Delia ties this all together quite nicely, mm. really, because it is exactly 50 years since a Doctor Who episode was filmed at Port mm. Merion. Not just The Prisoner, not just a prisoner I know, I know. The, the, location. There's a few things been done yeah, there over the yeah. years, yeah. Yes, yeah, so that's quite nice. And, and Delia obviously being the person who worked with Ron Grainer to create mm. that brilliant... Well, it was Delia's, movie. wasn't it? Yeah, well, well yes, yeah. 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 We, we like to think so, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, obviously, Jane herself, Cobalt Chapel, who we just played, mm. and this band, um, the Architects of Roslyn, which is our good friend Mandy Wigby. From uh, Sisters of Transistors and yeah. Sugar Merchants at one time? Uh, yeah, Sugar Merchants. Lion Rock, maybe? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's she, Mandy. Yeah, she uh, she's done this amazing tribute to Delia Derbyshire, which will be uh, which will happen at six o'clock on the uh, Speedland That's going to be good. I can tell that's going to be great already, can't you? It's yeah. just the right thing to yeah. do. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, uh, yeah, maybe it's time to play some exceptional electronic Welsh music. I agree. Analog? Yes. Finders Keepers. B music.
Very dreamlike. This is the Finest Keepers Radio Show. We're talking about festival number six. Hopefully we, uh, we'll get round to everything we're going to do over the course of Friday and Saturday. I think we start about three on the Friday through till late Saturday, don't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to be action-packed. It's going to be it's going to be bumper, yeah. That that band there was, was analogue. That's their second year for us. At yeah. the, uh, Did the they old, open on, last on year stage. on the Saturday? Yeah, this year they'll be playing at three o'clock with that um, unique blend of Welsh mm. electronic music. And well worth turning up for if you're listening. If you want something a little different, come and join us in the, is it the speed learn not speed learn tent is it the unmutual tent on the saturday yes something we've got lots of amazing big things happening over the, the the couple of days we're going to be talking to people on stage and we've got well can we describe one of these highlights as a, a super group well yeah i suppose like the whole the whole or is stage, that too much hyperbole no, no, i think that the, the whole stage is somewhat of a super group really mm. i mean yeah. you know friends and buddies friends and family friends indeed and finders keepers you yeah. know everybody getting together it's you know it's a nice annual event really mm. And but um, yeah, it made perfect sense, you know, this year because we well after speaking to Malcolm Mooney here on the Finders Keepers Radio Show and our Kraut Rock special, he did enthuse that he would like to come and play some more gigs in the UK, yeah. and that's led to this very mm. event. So um, with great help from uh, our good friend Alfie at the Sundowners, we've managed to put together a bit of a super group itself to to, to, to back. Malcolm. This is going to be so good. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to perform, um, you know, the entire monster movie mm, LP. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, that's that never really happened originally, you know. Well, you said, uh, I think you've uh, mentioned uh, just only recently that uh, probably 10 years since they uh, he's done that in any sh- any in any guise? Yeah, yeah. We did it about 10 years ago. Right. Oh, maybe, oh, sorry, yeah. Yes, maybe 15 years ago. Right. We, we put it together for two, two rare gigs and we sort of, like, tried to... Re-resurrect that 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 mm. amazing amazing thing, you know, at Malcolm's request. So it so it all, it all yeah. turned so out. So please quite, quite come nice. and join us uh, and uh, drink yeah. in uh, Malcolm. Maybe. Yeah, I think I think it's especially nice because, you know, at the time Malcolm only really performed with the band Can for like about eighteen months to two years, mm. and I think that that the Can themselves went on to have a, a very long career. So uh, quite recently, the the, the lost tapes box set have pulled out some some brilliant unreleased Malcolm Mooney stuff mm. from early doors. Maybe we should have a listen to some of that stuff now. This is Deadly Doris.
You're listening to the Finders Keepers radio show from somewhere in the English countryside, relocated to the Welsh countryside for festival number six, and we have uh, two days of exquisite guests and music. Yes, we uh, have. That was a bit of a clue that something we just played there. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, somewhere around about this time, if, if, if my watch is on... Central European time, as it should be. Oh, there right. should be some studious um, Liverpudlians working at a secret location, and probably what is one of the most daunting tasks of all time is that Alfie right. from the Sundowners has right. taken the task to put together uh, what can only be described as a supergroup with the death defying feat of masquerading <laughs> as the German Krautrock <laughs> legends can. No pressure then. No pressure at all. <laughs> yeah. No. Because as you know, Malcolm Mooney, a good friend of ours, good yeah. friend of the show, good long-time friend and superhero, is going to appear at Festival Number Six. Very exciting. Very exciting. It is indeed. To perform in its entirety the album Monster Movie. So this must be a dream come true. Is this uh, fit for you? Yeah, yeah. He's done it once before. Right. On, on, about ten years ago and in uh, Manchester. Right. With with Damo Suzuki actually, okay. which was amazing, yeah. and uh, yeah, so we're going to put together this super group, and I think what we should do now is ring Alfie in the practice room and see, see. how he's getting on. Be swe- <laughs> this will be a sweaty Alfie. I think I think he'll be sweating. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, six, four. Let's get a new phone. Five, three, uh, seven. There we go. Oh. We've got something that sounds international. There's something wrong with this phone. <laughs> um, hello, there is uh, is that uh, Alfie from the Sundowners? Hi, Pete. Hi, Andy. How are you doing? Are you, you okay? Are, are, are you, you sound like you're out of breath. Are you, are you, are you sweating? Are you nervous? Are you, panic- <laughs> yeah. are you panicking? <laughs> yeah, well, I've just been in the middle of like a 20 minute crowd rock jam. A bit knackered. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> is, are you getting repi- repetitive ear strain from, um, from, <laughs> from those one note bass lines? <laughs> Slightly, yes. Yeah. for the drummer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Tim's on it, yeah. So. Brilliant. It sounds great, though. Really good. Looking forward to it. So, we've managed to put together, or you've managed to put together, a brilliant supergroup which which as the day grows and as the stage grows at festival number six we've got a few cameos sean lee has just said he's going to play harmonica on uh, the track right. outside my oh, door i can't wait for that B- big fan of sean yeah. lee you big yeah yeah i watched yeah i watched what's it called uh, the two hour where he makes a track in two hours the other day <laughs> before you'd mentioned it and it's phenomenal like it's unbelievable okay. yeah so i can't wait to um to play on the same stage yeah, it's gonna be good sean's also going to be there debuting uh, a cut of his new The Secret Life of Library Music film on the Friday, right. which is very Oh, boss. So that's There's a lot going on then, isn't it? Oh, that'd there? be amazing, then. And yeah. then I think we're trying to entice yeah. Jane Weaver in to do a bit of keyboards or some vocalisation at some point. But who have you got as the core as the core members there? I mean, let's go through it. Who's going to be Jackie Liebzeit? That's a big task. So, basically, we've got um, two members of the Sundowners, so me and Tim, so I'm on rhythm. Tim's going to be on bass. Uh, we've got Danny and Phil, who are both brothers, who have just played with Love when John the Eccles whoa, came to Liverpool. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So, yeah, right. they've done well. So they've had, in one year, they will have been in Love's band, Cam's huh? band, <laughs> and they played with Mick Ed and Edgar as well. Pretty good. That's been a good year. Like. Right. It's a, it's a yeah, phenomenal so year. That, a good... It's like one whole series of stars in their eyes <laughs> in, in, in one sitting. <laughs> no, yeah. With the greatest respect, Alfie, you're a, you're a young man and you will be appearing on the, <laughs> sa- on the same stage as Malcolm. You must be a little bit nervous. Yeah, well, to be honest, I get nervous when I think about it and then when we start <laughs> Jamming, yeah, it all goes it, away. Then. Every, yeah, so it's, yeah. yeah, it's fine. Um, right. yeah, I just can't wait to get into you do right live, like on that kicks <laughs> in it. 
<laughs> you just, it, it's unbelievable. Like that bass line's phenomenal. Like. I take it you heard, um, heard uh, Malcolm when he appeared on our Krautrock show earlier this year. Yeah, yeah, it sounded great. Yeah, I've been watching footage of him on uh, YouTube as well with his band. Is it yeah. the 10th Planet? Yeah, yeah. So hopefully um, we'll get to be uh, a new 14th an, an or 11th. An, <laughs> an Alfie, don't forget the selfie. <laughs> Yeah, don't forget yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the monster movie as a as a as a piece has not been performed in ten years. Is there any particular reason for that, or is it just one of yeah. those projects that uh, 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 sidelined uh, Andy? No, well, it's just. I mean, can don't play together, do they? No. I mean, the closest we got together was getting Damo and, and Malcolm on the same stage. I mean, Mickey Caroli sadly passed away yeah. probably about five or six years ago, and uh, yeah, I don't know really. It's 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 a tough one, but I suppose can were playing together. Can were over ten years with ten, eleven albums they released together. Mm. Over, you know, and had a, a long, illustrious career. But Malcolm really only existed and had the benefit of playing in the formative years. So right. it's it's good now that Malcolm's getting to sort of spread his wings a bit and play a few. Cause he's great. Mm. Check so, out the Dave Tyack uh, collaboration as well. With, oh yeah, uh, Malcolm, yeah. which is phenomenal. You know, I did a track with Malcolm about yeah. fifteen years ago. As well. Did you? Yeah, yeah. In fact, it was a track with poetry that Malcolm wrote in the early seventies, just after he left camp. Oh, right. So you can't get more authentic than that, Mitchell. Should we hear a bit of it now? <laughs> yeah, we can do. Here yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah. Grass. Right on, woman. Don't let 
You are listening to the Finest Keepers Radio Show, uh, previewing Festival Number 6. That was Malcolm Mooney 
uh, and, and our very own Andy Votel. I've not listened to that for 15 years. How does it still sound fresh? I, I'm happy with it. Yeah. <laughs> we have uh, Alfie uh, from the, the band Sundowners, who's uh, responsible for creating this uh, uh, supergroup, which will be on stage on the uh, the Saturday. This is uh, We've got Malcolm in conversation on the Friday, haven't we? Did Q&A on stage, is that Oh, right? yeah, we're going to speak to Malcolm on the Friday about his career, yeah. And yeah. then on the Saturday, uh, Alfie and co, and maybe Jane Weaver and Sean Lee and uh, a couple of others. So, as, pretend I'm Matthew Kelly introducing you onto the TV programme on a Saturday, after, on a Saturday <laughs> evening. Right. Who, t- who's I've got go- me guys to run. <laughs> so tonight, who's going to be Jackie Lieberzeit? We've got Phil Murphy, we'll be on drums. And who is going to be Holger Chukai? That'll be Tim from the Sundowners. And who have we got on lead guitar as Mickey Caroli? That'll be Danny Murphy, Phil's brother. And who is creating those inimitable Krautrock rhythm guitar licks? That'll be me. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> I got the easy okay. job of holding the rhythm down, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, excellent. I'm the conductor. <laughs> if you were to go all the way back through Cam's discography, specifically the Malcolm Mooney stuff, what would be your... Uh, yeah. Well, I got Bill Ryder-Jones from the Coral gave me my first hand uh, CD, which was Soundtracks. Right, it, okay. I think she brings the rain out of all the tunes because I love you know all of them, the Dammer stuff as well. Wow. But uh, she brings the rain. I don't know. It's just always stuck with me. It's this mad like jazz tune in the middle of all these jams and stuff. So yeah, that was the um, fir- that was the first cam tune I ever heard. By the way, she brings the rain. Right. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why it just it, it stands out a lot to me. I, I think it's appropriate. Then we we should play it. Okay, then. Let's... And we thank Alfie. Yeah, I love that. And we we wish you well for this uh, coming festival. I'm sure it'll. All go well. Uh, we're going to play Can Track and then we're going to speak to Neve and talk about your new album. But good luck for the weekend, Port Marion. Alfie, thank you. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much. Cheers, Alfie. And from the Vin Vendors film, this is She Brings a Rain by Can. Number six. Yes, I care if she brings me spring. Don't care about nothing She brings the rain Oh yeah, she brings the rain In the dawn of the silvery day Clouds seem to melt away She brings the rain Oh yeah, she brings the rain Brings the rain, it feels like spring. Magic mushrooms out of dreams. She brings the rain, oh yeah, she brings the rain. Cement of yellow, gray disappears, flying on the raven's wing. She brings the rain. Oh yeah, she brings the rain Yes, I care, she brings me spring But don't care about nothing She brings the rain Oh yeah, she brings the rain She brings the rain It feels like spring Magic mushrooms out of things She brings the rain, it feels like spring She brings the rain, it feels like spring 
She brings the rain. It feels like spring. She brings the rain. Silvery day, clouds seem to melt away. She brings the rain. Oh yeah, 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 she brings the rain. This is the Finders Keepers Radio Show. Festival number six preview.
You're listening to the Finders Keepers Radio Show from somewhere in the English countryside. I'm Pete Mitchell. We have uh, Andy Votel, and that was uh, a bit of an exclusive, something brand new from the forthcoming Sundowners album called King of the Dawn. Uh, nice record that I'm looking forward to. I've heard a bit of the new record. It's amazing. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk to uh, Neve from the band. Uh, Neve, are you there? Yes, I'm here. I've been lucky enough to have that tune in my possession for a couple of months now, but this is the first time I've had a chance to collar Neve and say, <laughs> <laughs> is that or is that not a huge homage in its intro to Garden of Earthly Delights by the amazing band United States of America? Yeah, it definitely is. I think they've influenced a lot of um, the sound for our new record. Phew. And we did our album here as well. We like um, we did a cover of it in the Academia and it just went down a storm and then we just messed around jamming with that, that A-sign and then ended up with our own song out of it. Yeah, you can definitely hear that. I mean, you know, a, a bands like 50 Foot Holes and United States of America, are they sort of mainstays in the Sundowner camp then? Yeah, well, I mean, we all have different tastes, really. So, kind of the new album is like an amalgamation of everything everything that we're into because I was more of like you know like the can and United States of America and it's like psychedelic kraut rock sound and then you know I kind of like more fairport convention and that kind of sound so that's where like the harmonies all come from that really like me and Fiona are both heavily into like oak style harmonies right. and Al's boys bring in that kind of kraut rocky sound more psychedelic sound to yeah. it. listening to the album uh, you're talking about your melodies there and the harmonies the, you two girls are blending very very well on the new record uh, it really stands out is that something that you've really worked on or is it just natural that that's, that's kind of happened it's natural I think that's just what, just what comes out with me and see when we sing together like the kind of weaving harmonies that's always been our forte really um, but yeah it's good because it does just happen naturally we don't really have to think too much where we're going kind of like instinctive melody that we both have so uh, lucky in that respect I, I suppose it's where the uh, the hard work begins after you know the, you know how well received and, and, and the live shows and everything you've done so far, the pressure's on a little bit to get the record right. Did you feel any sort of any anything anything different about making this record? Were you you're conscious of you know you've got an audience out there, etc. Yeah, well we we did this one ourselves. This was like our brainchild. We kind of oversaw it ourselves more than anything, and Tim recorded most of it in our practice room, and then we only did the drums and the vocals in parsley. But I mean, it does kind of have more of a theme, a running theme, the whole album. Um, um, you know, quite a cult if you look at it that way. It's, you know, it's oh, what do you call it when it, um, someone does an album that's like a theme? Concept uh, album. Not so much. Didn't go in there with the concept, but it seemed to like happen that way because, like, if you listen to the lyrics and things of the song, you know, the death definitely like a cult theme. But then, you know, we've got the song from all different places. Like, I only wrote the song Walk On In, which is kind of like a homage to Willow's song off the Wicker Man, you know, like that's 
these beautiful like come and come into my room kind of thing and then you say the right thing with Andy Votel here talking about that aren't you (laughs) 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 I've got I'm not planning on going in Fiona's room at any any time soon not at the knock (laughs) shall I rephrase what I've just said (laughs) (laughs) but the thing is what's really unique about the sundown is from the the first time I saw you live at the is it the Git Awards uh, probably Uh, yeah, yeah. 18 months a month ago there's so many people that sort of try and recreate that aesthetic of bands like heaven and earth and and wendy and bonnie but they never get the sound right and it's just like you can dye your hair as much as you like and yeah, you can we've all wear, tried it and you can wear 60s clothes but it's it the thing with the sundowners they've got that perfect Mm. vocal harmony thing down pat like that's been planned and rehearsed for years and years and then they've sort of turned it into then they put an amazing rhythm section with it Mm. it it, it isn't it isn't it isn't a style thing it's actually genuine Mm. and to hear that actually happen on stage Mm -hmm. it's almost like it it was kind of like listening to a record do you know what i mean it's like it's as good as that yeah 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 yeah. so it is it is a powerful thing you know i mean uh, you know neve will be blushing at all this uh, these these I know, like, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Andy's right. It is, it is not contrived. It's a lifestyle, isn't it? Yeah, well, like, me and Fiona have been singing together since she was 16 and I was 19. I won't tell you all day I'm now, but it's been a good 10 years. Even I can work that one out. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's silly instinct, really. Yeah. When we kind of have that kind of instinctive harmony when it's been like siblings. But when we first met each other, we were inseparable like siblings and we learned together and learned everything we know together. So it is instinctive for us. Yeah. And the boys do a great job of like putting a boss sound behind those yeah. harmonies, you know. Yeah. yeah. When, when do you expect the record to be? ready well yeah, you get told different things all the time but i think as soon as we get um the video for the first single back we'll have um, all the details so that should be in within the next few weeks we'll have all the details and the solid release date and everything will start to come together but yeah it kind of feels like what's happening i haven't heard anything it's kind of been like quiet since the first album came out and we toured it and did all the gigs and everything but I mean, we have been doing stuff just behind the scenes, so yeah, just yeah. like a waiting game now for us. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I think while we're all sort of pr- preparing for Festival Number no. Six and rehearsing various can records as the band dismantles and reassembles, yeah. um, I might be part of the hold-up as well because I think I'm sort of uh, I've got some sort of remix post-production duties maybe happening hopefully <laughs> within the, within the Sundowners cool. camp. Neve, so. he's always making excuses. Neve, that's just like a, that's like a, a kind of pre- yeah. a prerequisite. <laughs> With uh, well, we wish you well at the festival. We'll see you then. And uh, uh, you, you were on the on the Saturday in our tent, uh, and uh, it was great last year when you all came down. And hopefully, much the same that need from you lot this year. Well, that's all rather mysterious. Dis- disappeared like an, oh, an episode of The Prisoner or something, right. is it? Yeah, she got caught by a rover. Yeah. Oh yeah, phone oh. tapped. Yeah, I reckon she was at her flat and smoke smoke started coming out the phone, <laughs> and she uh, and yeah. the radio kept bl- bl- blurting out that classical music. We've not uh, not mentioned the prisoner. No, for, we haven't. For, for uh, we've not, we've not even said hello to Doug. He's been sat there covered in cobwebs in the corner. Well, Doug, you you last episode you uh, weren't. Uh, the world's biggest prisoner expert. Have you been uh, cramming over the last 12 months? Come on, Dougie, come out with some prisoner facts. Come on, uh, enlighten us all. 
For those of you that maybe didn't know, 2016 actually marks the 50th anniversary of the filming <laughs> of The Dougie. Prisoner, yeah. next year being the anniversary of it first being aired. Oh. But uh, have you guys heard the rumours of a possible reboot mm. with Ridley Scott rumoured to be directing? No. Uh, have I, do you know more about this than that, Andy? Yeah, well, I know. They, they made that. They, they made the American TV remake, didn't that they? That was rubbish, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was nobody yeah. bothered with it at yeah. all. Yeah, but they're making it into a film, aren't they? Oh, a feature yeah, film. That's a, a rumour. I'm, I'm not really I don't get offended by them remakes when they're alright well you, you can choose to ignore them that's why when they remade The Wicker Man everyone was up in arms and right. I was quite I thought it was quite exciting a brand extension it was like have you ever seen the Muppets do The Wicker Man uh, no no <laughs> The Nick Cage one was akin to that, in, oh, my, in my opinion. Oh, okay. uh, some, of, some of that I've recently discovered is they're just about to reissue the music to Mad Monster Party, and I wrote some a little a little sleeve note for mm. it for it. And uh, there's distinct similarities between The Wicker Man, The Prisoner, and Mad Monster Party. In, in they, get, they get called to an island that they can't leave, and yeah. it's sort of like and they're three of my favourite things of all time. I don't know if they're going to remake Mad Monster Party, but I mean, you know, I, I don't, I don't mind, I don't mind these these remakes. I'm not a snob. I mean, it's just like you know, withdrawal I symptoms. Am. Right, I, but I'll take anything you can give me. Mm. When I first watched watched The Prisoner, there was nothing quite like it. You, there was no other series you could. No. You, so I'm quite, I'm quite happy. I'll take anything, you know, mm. really. Mm. It's like when people say, why do you listen to PJ Ivor when you could be listening to Patty Smith? I know, I know. Well, it's just like, you know, I've listened to all the Patty Smith records. We're going to be discussing The Prisoner on the Friday in our tent. We are, yeah. Mm. Some, some un- I think we're going to ponder some unreleased scripts, maybe various um, rewritings of The Prisoner, talk about Patrick McGowan, and yeah. then the Chapel Library records, which made up the original soundtracks. We're going to be talking about them wow. with, with people like Johnny Trunk mm. and Sean Lee. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be... Uh, amazing. And of course, our good friend Brian Gorman is going to be joining us. In fact, I'm going to give him a call on uh, the bat phone. Uh, you're listening to the Finest Keepers Radio Show. Number six. Prisoner Library Music. You're listening to the Finders Keepers Radio Show. This is our festival number six preview. Plenty going on over the weekend on the Friday and the Saturday. We will be discussing the Prisoner and some library music. And we will be joined by a man who has played Patrick McGowan, has written the book, has has produced graphic novels. Uh, Brian Gorman, my first question, how on earth does one... 
play or portray the incredible Patrick McGoohan? It's got to be a difficult one. Well, you do McGoohan by speaking like this and yeah. going up now and again and yeah. going very, very low. Yeah. And yeah. Basically, it was pain. It was literally painful doing that voice for an hour on stage <laughs> you know the way he speaks you can't get any air in your lungs um oh, i've learned yeah. a lot since then but basically it came about because um i've kind of you know i've done kind of amateur acting for 30 odd years and a little bit professional stuff but i've never really gone fully professional and about five or six years ago um i was um in a, in a kind of bed somewhere sitting there at the age of 40 and I thought, if I don't really have a go at doing what I really want to do now, I'm going to regret it for the rest of my life. And so I thought, I'm just going to write my own thing. I'm going to write a one-man show, invite people to see it, see if it works. And um, I thought, well, what do I know most, most about? And I thought, oh, I absolutely love The Prisoner. Can I play Magoo? And I thought, well... Um, similar height. There's a vague look about him about me. I can just about carry off the yeah, yeah. Uh, the voice. So, I'll, oh, let's just go for it. it interesting yep. uh, talking about uh, Magoon because uh, what I hear about, and I know you've researched him. Uh, he was a handful yep. on set, wasn't he? He was very demanding. Yeah. He was uh, very yeah. difficult to work with. It, it depends who, who you listen to. I think Magoon was one of those people who's just very, very driven. Uh, he had uh, high moral values. That's why he did not want to play Bond. And, and when he played Danger Man. And he insisted that he only ever used the gun if it was really That's necessary. Right. Yes, spot and, on he, that and he one. didn't That's have a woman in every episode. Yeah, if yeah. there was a woman, there was a reason for her being there. You yeah, know. Yeah. But I think it's something he didn't mess around with. And what happened with the prisoner was he got to a position in his life where his, his professional life just went stratospheric. He, he big success on stage, went straight into television. Danger Man was huge. And then he didn't want to carry on anymore. And Lou Grade, the producer, uh, said to him, look, you can do anything you want. And he said, oh, right, well, I've got an idea. Now imagine, <laughs> you know, mm. you, you're given millions and millions to do a, a high-quality television series and uh, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. And what he did was he snuck in his own philosophy under the wire. Yeah. On the surface, it's a glossy, action-packed, there's fights, there's chases, there's a jazzy theme music and all that. But really, it's a real philosophical yeah. one-man uh, personal view of yeah. life, yeah, the universe yeah. and everything. Something that interests me with The Prisoner, and I've always wondered this, and I've never asked the question, what came yeah. first, the character, the script, or the location? Well, what came first was what was in McGowan's head. He wanted to set it somewhere that was otherworldly, that hadn't really been seen properly before, that, yeah. that could be like yeah. a, a beautiful paradise. The very first episode of Danger Man, they went on location to Port Merion, and I think that really uh, affected McGowan. He thought, this is an incredible place. This is, right. you know, you're in the middle yeah. of uh, He was right, Italy though. Here. It is it is stunning yeah. place, stunning it's location. Amazing. You know what's interesting about the whole thing? The more we, me and Andy talk about it is the, the kind of the sound of the whole thing. A lot of library music. Music, the Ron Grainer theme, and I was led yeah, to believe that yeah. uh, Ron Grainer, there were two or three versions of uh, the yeah. theme, but most of it is library music, although there are some composed bits, Andy, aren't they? What, what do you know about the... They took chapel lock stock, really. I mean, you know, it, when you, when people pick library music for series or feature films, mm. you like to think mm. that they go to different sources and maybe get one DeWolf, one chapel. That's but, what I was going to say. But they all went more, direct. More or less off the same record. It's all French library. Yeah. yeah, all French chapel library, all from the same source, which is... Uh, but, I mean, I think that was just a budget constraint, really. Yeah. And, but I think they couldn't have gone to a better place, really. Yeah. You know, it's amazing because the MU rate.
great situation. Yeah. There was a lot more exciting things happening with yeah. French library music, and it was yeah. perfect for the time. So it's a timepiece. And McGoon again anyway. was very musical because he went, he, you know, he, he, he didn't like the original versions of the theme and then worked with Ron Grain and then sacked and then, you know, they fell out, didn't they? And then he was very much involved in the composition of the theme, wasn't he? As is the life of an author. What, do you know much about the, the, the soundtracking and what he picked and what he knew about any of that, Brian? Yeah, uh, basically what you said about a lot of the uh, library music, that really only came in kind of right towards the end when he was kind of rushing everything and had to tie everything up. Budget, um, budget has been spent, probably? Yeah, probably. Well, well, there was that. There was that, and also there wasn't very much time. He really had to rush things. The very last episode, apparently, according to myth and whatever, um, he wrote in three days um, on, a, on a plane coming back from filming um, Ice Station uh, Zebra, Zebra, as they yeah, call it. Yeah. Um, basically, um, yeah, Ron Grainer, well, uh, they had two goals at the theme, a guy called Robert Farnan, I yeah. think, and another guy called, uh, I can't remember now, uh, basically, they had two themes, and they were totally inappropriate. One sounded like a Western theme, and, and McGoon was very unhappy, so they brought in Ron Grainer. And Ron Grainer had an existing piece of music called The Age of Elegance, I think, and it's very much a slowed-down version of what we now know as the Would perfect it be, theme. Uh, Albert Elms? Elms is the brass uh, band. Yeah, who... and Albert Elms brought, was brought in to do all the incidental music, which yeah, he, yeah. he was also doing Man in a Suitcase at the same time. Uh, Robert so a lot of the, it, and Wilfred Josephs so, as well was uh, involved. That's in that. the one, Wilfred yeah. Joseph, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. That, that was the other guy who did uh, an early theme. But yeah, a lot of the library music came in very, very late um, towards the end, and it was Magoon who chose... Um, well, he chose the Beatles, um, All You Need Is Love. One thing about all the library music, I remember when I first saw the Prisoner series, the very last episode, there's lots of little bits of music, and I thought, this is great, who's written all this? I didn't realise <laughs> it was all different people. Yeah. You know, the, the the bit where he's on, on, you know, he's on the throne and there's this kind of grandiose music, and when he's kind of walking down the street at the end, going back to his... Flat. When he's running through um, running through yeah, Parliament yeah, Square, everything at the end is just amazing with his little white with the butler. With the butler, it's fantastic. Butler. It is. It's really. It, it all fits perfectly, yeah, doesn't it? You yeah, know, it is as, if it, as if it was written for. It. That's one <laughs> thing about the prisoner. Yeah. It's one of those series. Uh, it's it's like a, a big film when it, when a big film comes out and everything in it is perfect. It's all the elements yeah. really worked. The leading man, the theme, you know, the editing, the the yeah. photography, the location. Everything worked, and what I love is an ambiguous ending. Yeah, well, you know? don't we all? I mean, Maybe that, not me. Yes. But <laughs> Maybe not you. Okay. I'm still you, scratching you my head. Pete's not slept. Pete's not slept for 20 years. But, it's either Sapphire and Steel. Yeah, yeah. If Sapphire and Steel doesn't get you, the prisoners well, 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 I, know, I, know. I love Sapphire I know, and Steel. I know, I know. I that's another conversation. But I, I suppose we can end this conversation with the... You can pick a nice piece of library music from uh, your, your French series, the Chapel Series Company, to end off, and then uh, we can speak to Brian at, uh, in, live in front of people at the weekend. OK, right. then. Brilliant. Th- thank you, uh, uh, Brian Gorman lovely to speak to you we'll hang out and have a cold beer and talk more about the prisoner over the weekend stay on the line excellent
You're listening to the Finders Keepers Radio Show, previewing festival number six. Uh, my thanks to Brian Gorman, who uh, has written the book, was uh, played Patrick McGoon in the play. Wow. Um, and has done some graphic novels, hasn't he? Have you ever heard the music from Patrick McGowan's follow-up project, Catch My Soul, which was like a Jesus Christ superstar psychedelic no, version of no. Othello? Sounds amazing. <laughs> it sounds amazing. Do you want to hear it? Yes. Working on a building, tearing down the building. You build up the building and I'll burn down the building. That's us. Me and my buddy, he'll do anything I say. So I keep talking and he keeps walking, and of course he's walking my way. That's how I'm gonna catch his soul. Like I said, I would trap his soul. I'll watch it all unfold. I'm gonna catch a fella's soul. Patrick McGowan's absolutely logical follow-up to The Prisoner, starring <laughs> <laughs> Richie Havens as Othello. In fact, I, I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not too sure. But you, you seem to recognise the other voice there. Yeah, I, I did. I thought it was. Did I say Joe Simon or something like that? No, not quite. T- Tony. 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 Tony Joe White. Tony Joe White. Is that what you meant? Uh, I can't remember now. Right, okay, so right. Once you can mention one thing, I got about. I heard a bit of Elvis in it. What do you get if you mix Elvis with James Brown? Uh, Tony Joe White. It's not a joke. Yeah. No, I don't think, <laughs> I was like, oh, please don't, please, please. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. This yeah. isn't. It's not a joke, Pete. <laughs> no, I thought we may have been bordering on uh, on Bernard Manning, God rest no, his soul, no, no, uh, no, at this particular no. juncture. Um, no, bit, but uh, yeah, uh, we were talking. We're talking about the 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 festival that uh, that is coming up on uh, what dates are they? I can't remember now. The second, second and third uh, and fourth and fifth yeah. of um, of September. We have two days of uh, some uh, solid entertainment. Have we mentioned? Uh, we talked through what J- Jane, uh, you're. you're Good uh, lady Jane Weaver, of course the phenomenal uh, Jane Weaver. Yes, ha- silver globalist. Yes, yeah, silver globalist. Having previously done Festival Number no. Six under various guises, one rescoring the amazing Japanese animation called Belladonna, she is returning to her cinematic capabilities, uh, rescoring uh, a Hungarian, uh, as yet unnamed Hungarian. Right. Um, psychedelic cartoon so uh more about that on on the day on the day and much more about that um further down the finders keepers discography okay Okay, there you go it's very nice indeed next up we have swiss duo and fellow record obsessives klaus johan grob um i hope i'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, who'll be taking the Autobahn up to Port Merion with their unique brand of lo-fi, motoric, krautrock funk, um, echoes of Cluster, Hildegard Neff uh, and Bruno Spuri, but actually like none of the above. They've actually had a new album out recently and I've been promised they're going to be trying something new uh, for their festival number six debut. Uh, this is Ein Guter Tag. 
music by Klaus Johan nice, Grobe. Nice yeah. yeah, I can almost hear when bands have great record collections. I know they've got good record collections, those guys. Oh, that's can, a talent. That's almost <laughs> like a psychic. Record collector psychic. I might be wrong. It might all be from <laughs> banana, banana rama. Oh, I, yeah. I was nearly there. I was nearly yeah, there. Yeah, um, yeah brilliant. I, I'm so glad that they're appearing at Festival Number yeah. 6 on the Unmutual stage at 5pm yeah. on Saturday. We have so much over those few days to cram in. Are we going to get all this in? You know, we're going to be talking to uh, the drummer Sean Lee uh, about library music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Johnny Trunk. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. What, what were you going to be talking to Johnny Trunk about? Well, he, he's just done this amazing library music book. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, we must mention the library music phenomena for the for the un, uninitiated. I mean, I've been collecting library music for 20 years, which yeah. has allowed me to find the true roots of the Prisoner soundtrack, the true roots of Dawn of the Dead soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Atal- I mean, library music is music which wasn't made for public consumption. Yeah. It was made to... Um, be used on low budget films or background music for TV but then as Vinyl Hounds over the years got a little bit more uh, began to turn different stones they started finding these in We talked about The Prisoner I'm still confused about The Prisoner because I got that uh, CD box set which I thought was contains library music there's a heck of a lot of it in because I only thought that the the two themes were the only commissioned pieces for The Prisoner Mm -hmm. Uh, and then you say, no, there's loads of bits. No, nah, there was four composers that they could afford. Yeah, yeah. And then, and the Ron Grainer spent most of it, yeah. I think. The rest yeah. of it was French library music. Which you have. I have all of And we're going to be discussing the, the, the some uh, scripts and uh, library music with the Prisoner Society. Uh, we will. Six gets, of one. It, yeah. It, it gets better every year. It's a gift that keeps on giving. It does, it does. Five years strong. Five years we've been doing it now. Which is, which is, I mean, and Doug, you've been at each one. Which, which were your, which were your favourite memories so far of, um, of, of festival number six? Definitely Griff Reese's set fire to the stars set in the Speedland Cinema Tent. Um, followed a close second by the uh, the Fishfinger Wagon down by the estuary. I thought after meeting you that 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 very yeah. early that Saturday morning that there was a distinct smell of fish fingers on you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not nice first thing in the morning, is it? It's like when you bump into the vicar uh, just before church on a Sunday morning. Mm. You can you can sort of smell well, it on him. Breath. You can yeah. smell it. Is yeah. that right, Doug? Oh, absolutely. Good music. Fish, fish finger, finger sandwiches. sandwiches. And you mentioned Griff Reese, of course, a regular contributor to our show via the medium of our uh, our monthly game show. Of course, we've got the annual unmissable sitars in their eyes with, uh, as always, a host of special guests. So, what are we waiting for? Is it is it time for, yeah. for is it time for an episode of sitars? Uh huh. Let's bring Griffin. Is it Nostradamus or is it just a knockoff? This is sitars. So uh, here we go. Uh, you can see uh, this live over the uh, the weekend at uh, Port Merrin uh, in a, in our tent. Yeah, I'll just explain. It's something that originally devised as a little uh, section of Griff Reese's Candy Lion show, not five years ago, where we mm. did this thing called Sitars in Their Eyes, where we would play an old song of international origin which suspiciously sounded like a popular or top 10 hit Mm -hmm. so we do that live on stage and then eventually it became a very big part of the finders keepers radio show of which we're on our 15th show so if you want to go back yeah yeah if you want to go back into the uh, annals of the internet soundcloud mixcloud itunes you'll find lots of shows about this specializing in kraut rock psychedelic soul synthesizer music jazz french music yeah yeah. there's lots in there brazil uh, uh abitha the rules of the game as it stands, is I play Pete, 
a record yeah. and he has to guess what popular hit it suspiciously sounds like. Right. Now, this will be happening live in front of a studio audience mm. on Friday night at Festival Number no. 6 with people like um, The Lovely Eggs and yeah. Cecilia Farge and maybe a member of, well, I don't know, there's, there's tons of Whoever people. Whoever we can yeah. grab. Yeah, we'll, we'll be there. So, uh, worked well last time. Hopefully it'll work well again. I am now going to play this track. It sounds like a popular hit and you have to guess what it is, Peter. We've done this before on sitars, or is it? It's vaguely familiar. I'm not allowed to say anything. Hmm. We might have done. Right. right. Well, I, I've got it instantly because of that 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 uh, keyboard bass note thing. It's Blue Monday, isn't it? New order. That was quick. I know. That I know. was quick. Uh, that's why I was thinking. Have we done this before? Or is, is it that sort of obvious? What? Uh... When I say that was quick, I, I mean to say my opinion is reserved. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does sound uh, remarkably like Blue Monday by New Order. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, friends. Yeah, yeah. And if you, I'm, I'm sure if you see it live, it'll be far more exciting than that reveal that uh, that I, I got there rather quickly. I normally struggle through these, but we're going to do this live on the Friday. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a big bag of records like this. And, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. You take great pride in this, don't you? You really do. I like having records that sound like other records. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Somebody uh, once called them rip-offs. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well. Yeah. I don't know. Ooh, yeah. don't know. We'll see you in yeah. court. <laughs> see you in court. <laughs> should, we, should we let it play? Yeah, just play a bit more of it. There we go, uh, another edition of Sitars in the Rise, which you can see live at uh, Festival Number no. 6 over the weekend. Um, and uh, you're going to see Jerry and the Holograms for the very first time? Yeah. We Never, will, ever? Yeah, you will see that very band who we just heard live on stage. Yeah. yeah. In, complete with metal helmets or whatever attire they decide in to In disguise, pop- Yeah, yeah, well, oh. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, depends All which right. planet they're coming from that uh, day. Uh, so. Zanussi. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, uh, yes, it's the... Finders Keepers Radio Festival Number Six Special. Well, I'm, I'm sure you're going to be joining us in the, in, in their droves. Uh, plenty to uh, look forward to over the weekend, and uh, uh, we've got some uh, amazing acts uh, joining us. Doug, the penultimate band of the evening is a particular treat for me. Uh, some of uh, our listeners might remember a short-lived Finders Keepers offshoot label called Battered Ornaments which acted as a uh, as a home of sorts for a few unsigned bands we'd been working with from time to time. Uh, one of whom was, of course, a young group called Wolf People. Um, we were actually the first to commit them to vinyl in the shape of three limited edition seven-inch singles. They were subsequently snapped up by Jag Jaguar and have become something of a household name in fuzz-heavy, blissed-out psych circles. So it's a pleasure to have them back in the fold uh, again, even if it's just for the one evening. After their unmutual stage appearance this year, they've got a a new album out in November and uh, will be touring the UK. This is Wolf People and All Returns. 
From somewhere in the Welsh countryside, this is the Finders Keepers radio show. This is the Finders Keepers Radio Show, our preview show for festival number six. And the lady who was sat right on that chair that you're sat on at Christmas with us, Susan Chiani. Oh, yes. Do you remember? We had a yeah. lovely l- Christmas lunch and a few glasses of mulled wine, if you recall. Well, there you are. Another gift from Suzanne. That was an exclusive. Mm. Never been aired before. Has it really? I don't think that's ever been heard outside of Suzanne's uh, parlour and, <laughs> and, 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 this, and this very room. That's good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Suzanne Chiani from a theatre production called. Um, the Globalinks, right. and before that we had Wolf People with a new track from um, from their stable of amazing heavy psychedelic pop. Well, um, what are you going to be showing with of Suzanne's and the the documentary? It's never been shown before. No, never. Well, our good friend Brett Whitcomb from the states decided to make um, uh, an amazing. Uh, feature about her life mm. um, documentary uh, so we'll be we'll be showing that uh, in trailer form not the full thing because it's not finished yet and okay. then a few sort of clips of uh, Suzanne's uh, TV work from the from the 80s right. again the Delia Derbyshire of the Atari generation mm. the wonderful and lovely Suzanne Chiani so uh, yeah there it is um, Doug is there anything else you could, that we've forgot I mean we're running up to the uh, the end of the show mm. now hopefully this has lasted uh, that, that, that two precious hours where people are driving from the homesteads all the way to Port Marion. I hope so. so That's uh, the idea yeah. of this show. Yeah, yeah. A, a, a nice sort of guide to the finders keepers uh, wealth of entertainment. Doug? 
you'll be making a rare appearance with uh, your exploitation project, the uh, the only UK show this year, if I'm not mistaken. Ah, hmm? that's nice. Thank doggy, you. Doggy, Thank doggy, you. Stop. It's stop always flattering nice. Him. Always nice to have a cohort to, yeah. to, to, to blow your trumpet on your behalf. Well, I don't know what you two get <laughs> always, up to the weekend. But always so. nice. Yeah. Uh, yes, I will be uh, humbly performing my exploitation and repossession uh, rescore projects right. uh, in the cinema tent at midnight on Friday and midnight on Saturday. I might be in bed by then. Uh, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> I'll wake you up. I'll shake you out your tent, Peter. <laughs> uh, yeah, originally commissioned by the uh, Polish Cultural Institute. Uh, mm. So there's one which is a Zhuovsky um, tribute. That's the guy who did the um, made the film Possession. I'll All be right. doing a tribute tribute to him who passed away sadly last year or earlier this year. And uh, then um, some Polish kids TV, a Polish kids TV trilogy called Panklex. I'll be rescoring that using old Polish records and a number of uh, strange instruments. So uh, yeah, Good. you can enjoy. I mean, do you want to hear some Polish music? Yes, do you please. Want to hear some, do you want to hear the Polish track which I use for the repossession? Drop it. Oh, I'll drop it. Yeah. 
Wiedzieliśmy już wszystko ty i ja Resztę dopowiedzą drzewa Resztę łez wypłaczę za nas deszcz i This is the Finders Keepers Radio Show, our festival number six preview. Nice to bring a bit of um, Eastern uh, Europe to Port Merrin. Would that be the first time that's ever happened? <laughs> I bet it is. You could be a first. Yeah. It could be a first. Well, no, I mean, in fact, we'll be doing, me and Doug will be doing our Around the World in 80 Records. Uh, Love that title. Uh, yeah, do you like that? Yeah, yeah. it's great. I think it needs work, that title. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, but anyway, yeah, we'll be doing that at the end of our stage. Sounds like a radio show in itself, that, you know. Yeah. We will get round to that Maybe. eventually. But Jane... Mm. He's bringing a bit of Eastern Europe with a Hungarian uh, rescore. Yes. Previously done festival number six under various guises. One rescoring the amazing Japanese animation called Belladonna. She is returning to her cinematic capabilities, uh, rescoring uh, a Hungarian, uh, as yet unnamed Hungarian right. um, psychedelic cartoon. So uh, more will be revealed on the uh, Friday mm. evening Lovely. and. Lovely. Further revelations will happen further down the um, Finders Keepers mm. discography. Um, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. If you know, I mean, Peter. I think I know where you're coming <laughs> from. In fact, um, if Jane is happy, we might give you a sneak peek. Okay. I'm sure she's happy. Let's do it now. Let's do it anyway. Yeah. Sneak peek. A sneak peek of Fenella, Jane Weaver's new project. Maybe more of that to come. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm. you know, if you want to hear more or see more or yeah. both, yeah. Uh, join us. Mm. Friday, Speed Learn Cinema, mm. Finders Keepers crew, Jane Weaver, and um, her fantastic rescore of an obscure Hungarian animation. 
Do you know that that reminds me of uh, the the Moomins thing you did last year at the show, oh, which was Ma- phenomenal. It's packed for that shit, that little uh, set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should have the full Moomins album out, the full Moomins yeah. album out later this year on Finders Keepers. In fact, early doors on these stages as well. We'll be playing a whole hour of. Um, of kids' animation from around the world. As we're warming up, that's yeah, good. Yeah, 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 good. Yeah, so if you get down there early on the Friday, yeah, yeah. you'll see a bit of that. That's become annual. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I guess as the show reaches closer to the end, mm-hmm. that brings us nicely to uh, Johnny Trunk and our right. passengers one step closer to their final destination. We're almost which there. Is, which is Port Merion. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Johnny, obviously, he's released uh, loads of soundtracks to animation stuff. Mm. Good friend of mine for a long, long time. Uh, the Clangers, yeah. uh, Ivor the Engine, also did stuff like Kes, Psychomania. Yeah. All good stuff. So he's done a lot of yes. good stuff. But something which I... So, well, two things that Johnny's done in the last couple of years, one being the incredible library music book, which we'll be discussing um, on the Friday, and he also released this amazing concept album which only can be described as Ernie Wise meets Hawkwind. <laughs> I'm, I'm liking it. <laughs> On a C60 It sounds cassette. incredible. A dude from Hull by the ungalactic name of Alan Jefferson <laughs> did this C60 concept album which he released it himself which was which I think was was sold in the back of magazines like Spectrum 48k user and, mm. and, and sort of um, fantasy magazines, whatever they may be. Uh, he released this thing called Galactic Nightmare, mm. which is him in a very northern accent um, telling us a story, a sci fi story, um, over a host of amazing sort of computerized music, including Mini Moogs and Hammonds and various other stuff. Uh, yeah, so uh, although we're going to talk about library music, I'd love to call Johnny and ask him about, uh, about this record because as I've uh, repeatedly um, let let the good man know, this is one of my favourite reissue records of all time. Mm. An amazing, amazing thing, and I can't quite... Uh, me and Badly Drawn Boy were listening to it at the weekend, and we literally can't get it out of our, uh, out of our ears, if that makes sense. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Do you want to share the pain? Yes. Jungle Underground. 
Makeshift beds were made from aircraft seats and blankets, and we bedded down for the night. After a few restless hours, I finally fell into a deep sleep. you're uh, could well be in a car or on a train or even in a helicopter or an aircraft travelling to Port Marion sorry to scare you right at the end of your journey scary stuff isn't it hmm yeah a huge claw a huge clower huge <laughs> five crew five crew members <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised because the slightly spooky aspect of that you've not I don't think you played any horror, uh, and we're almost out of time. We're almost reaching Port Merion. We are, in fact. We are, yeah, it looks uh, on, on the. We're click, almost there. Like. Uh, yeah. All right then. Well, mm. I'm not going to let you down. Yeah. There will be a late night fright fest. Mm. Some horror screenings after hours on the Friday night. Right. A fill. A, a, a finder's keepers favourite. Right. Um, Try saying that when you've had a. Filmed in Manchester. Yeah. And Castleton. Right. Uh, about the Living Dead, filmed by a Spanish cameraman mm. in 1973. The original locations of Atlas Bar, mm. Piccadilly Records, and various other uh, Mancunian mm. heritage it was a sites. Very different city in those days. It was, yeah. So if you want to see some, uh, if you want to see how Manchester used to look in the early seventies, and quite then, dirty, yeah, followed by a load yeah. of sort of uh, people eating others' arms and mm. pulling their eyes out and stuff like that, with an amazing True reflection of the times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with a fantastic Italian soundtrack. Join us late at night after you finish raving. Mm-hmm. You might want to come down to the Finders Keeper Speed Learn Cinema and watch brilliant Italian-Spanish horror films with soundtracks that sound a lot like this bugger.
got to say that was a, an amazing end to the show. Yeah, Sorghini. Giuliano Sorghini, a.k.a. Raskovic. We've yeah. played him before on the Very show. Very dramatic piece of music. What what year is that, did you say? 73? Uh, soundtrack, was it uh, earlier? I can't remember. Yeah, 74, actually. Right, yeah, yeah. okay. I, I, what I love is the, the, is the, the observation you just made mm. about well, the it's cover. Part, it's partly contrived by you, but you made me guess that the, uh, the, uh, the, the colours, which is an orange over a, uh, under, over a, a, a brown, doesn't sound the most attractive colours. Is uh, our, our bus services in Manchester? Maybe in other parts of the country as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Selneck. Just, just to hammer that home, the 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 soundtrack for this record is very uninspiring, brown and orange mm. on a white mm. background. And um, what you're trying to tell me there, Pete, is the front cover of this record looks like a Greater Manchester bus. I am, mean, yes, <laughs> in, does, a, in yeah. a nutshell. Did Greater Manchester buses run a service that went as far as? Port Merion. I don't know. Could you get the bus from... I think... From the, do you remember Magic Bus? The Magic Bus used to leave Manchester, didn't it? What, the Magic Bus? Is it the Magic today? Bus that went to Greece, yeah. They went off to Greece. Went to Manchester. Greece? Yeah, do you remember yeah. that? So it, may, it might have gone via, via Wales. Well, that'd be good for record-buying trips, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah we could ramble on like this forever. We have to stop. Yeah, we've, we've arrived at our destination, I We've got it. a gig. We've got a gig. We've got a gig. Okay. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed that... that, that um, Handheld tour. I enjoyed it myself. Yeah, yeah. Though, and that, is, that uh, lovely drive across the scenery. Yeah. You had a safe trip on your way to Festival Enjoy your six. weekend and uh, join us for many, many great things in the tents uh, starting on Friday from three ish. Yeah. Saturday from one. Saturday from what? All the way through from f- three o'clock on Friday, all yeah. the way through past midnight. Please do join us. Excellent. Have a great time in Port Merion. Be seeing you. Be seeing you. This is the Finders Keepers radio show. Festival number six preview. Number six.